Now, it's so important to realize what the Holy Spirit does in all of our lives. In fact, life will be extremely boring, even though we're a Christian, if we do not embrace the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the excitement of God. Paul is the real joy of God. It's the strength of God. It's what causes us to want to believe in things we can't see and to, and to pray to a God that we can't see, to believe God will change things that we can see into things that we can't see yet, but we will soon see. So, I tell you, it's, the Holy Spirit makes the Christian life just so exciting and so wonderful. All right, Matthew chapter 21, verse 20, it says, And when the disciples saw it, now what they have just been able to witness, the disciples have watched Jesus curse a fig tree. And then the Bible said they came back in a short while and the fig tree was dried up from the very root. And they saw it. They saw a miracle of God. It said, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree immediately wither away? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do what is done to the fig tree, but even you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be done. And then he gives us the promise, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So what has happened is, the disciples have watched Jesus work a miracle. They, they were totally shocked. Now Jesus is hooking them up on the way that not only He did miracles, but the way they could believe in miracles. So I want you to, God is not satisfied with any of our, with our lives completely until God is able to bring us into this realm that we've been talking about a few weeks, able to bring us into this realm of the supernatural. That's really what God is trying to do in all of our lives. God is trying to get us to think like Him and to believe like Him. That's exactly what He told the disciples here. He said, not only did you see me work a miracle where a tree died just by me speaking to that tree, but God said here, I want you to be able to do likewise. I want to see miracles. What the Lord was saying is, I want to see miracles in your family. I want to see miracles on your job. I want to see miracles in your health. I want to see miracles in your peace and your joy. I want to see miracles in your finances. God is saying, hook up with me. And not only will you see me do things, but you will be able to move in the miraculous area also. In fact, that's what the life of Jesus was all about. The life of Jesus was not to show us how God lives, but the life of Jesus was to show us how we could live through faith in God. Because Jesus laid aside those characteristics that made Him just deity before He came to earth, the Bible said. And Jesus came as you and I. So all the things that Jesus did, whether it was walking on the water, whether it was healing the blind eye, all that Jesus did was to really to reveal the reality that He wanted you and I to be able to participate in. That's why He's called our example. He's just not our example as far as character, nature, dealing with things. But He's our example in dealing with every issue of life. So one of the major things that we can do is any time that we face something, that kind of carries us a little bit back. It, 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 it breaks us. It's awesome. We even have a, a season of shock maybe associated with it. But the Bible says at that point, we're to say, what would Jesus do? WWJD. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus handle this? How would Jesus think about this? 
And how would Jesus pray about this? Because that is the example that Jesus lived for us. It is the example how you and I are to deal with every issue of life. Praise the Lord. Now, when you came to Christ, your salvation experience entered you into a miraculous kingdom. Wow! More happened than what we know happened. In fact, I remember the very day that I knelt on that floor in the old, old little trailer I lived in. I can remember kneeling in, in that front of that my television listening to Billy Graham. And I can remember all those years ago that I was married and had a child. But at those moments as I was in front of that TV, I'd, I'd never wanted to listen to it before. But something drew me to it that morning. And as I just simply walked through that room and Billy Graham said, if you want to ask Jesus into your heart, then you stop and do so. And so that's what I did. I knelt down from that television set. And Lane and I both together, we asked Jesus into our heart. But boom! Something miraculous happened. (laughs) I mean, something started off so peaceful that got so fanatical inside of me. Because immediately I knew a change had taken place. I was introduced to a, a new kingdom. Even a kingdom I'd never been interested in before. Even though I had never found the Christian life to be an exciting life that I wanted to take part. All of a sudden when it happened to me, I began to see it through new eyes. So what the salvation experience does for us, it enters us in to a new kingdom. But then after Jesus, when Jesus was going back to heaven, He began to introduce to them the power of the Holy Spirit. And He said, I don't want you going out trying to handle life without the power of the Spirit. Because not only do I need to be in a kingdom, I need to be able to operate in that kingdom. And so what Jesus said is, the power of the Holy Spirit then will help you to be able to operate in this great kingdom of God. And so Jesus began to give them instruction. And you know, it's so important. Jesus introduced me with the excitement of a supernatural life then the Holy Spirit comes to train me to be able to live a supernatural life. And I first say this, without the Holy Spirit in your life, you can't do it. Without the Holy Spirit in your life, you will not be trained. You know, complicated machinery. Now, usually when I buy something from Walmart or buy something from Atwoods, it usually comes maybe with a two-page instruction how to put it together. How many have a problem with those? Man, I do. Man, I have a drastic problem with those little two-page instructions. And if you really want to have a nightmare, you buy something from Ikea. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you find, wow, these instructions, are they must be in German or something. And so we can't understand them. But see, a real complicated part of machinery not only comes with an instruction book, but they send you somebody usually to train you how to use it. And when that trainer comes in to train you to use a a complex piece of machinery, then they're to stay with you until you get it. I want you to know that's what the Holy Spirit. Because salvation has introduced us into the most complicated, the most powerful, the most wonderful piece of machinery in the world. And that is the kingdom of God. 
And Jesus said, you need an instructor. And so Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. And he said, not only will he come in your life as instruction, but he will come in your life as the power to be able to do it. That's why the Bible says that in the book of Acts, the Lord said, don't go anywhere. (laughs) Whoa. He said, what I've shown you is supernatural and you can't be a part or you can't work it yet. So he said, don't go anywhere. And that's what he said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But wait for this promise to come upon you. And so the disciples were given all of this direction that they were to wait on the promise. Well, out of those that were in, there was 500 that Jesus commissioned to do that. Plus others that were uh, in other various things that were just not recorded in the Bible. I'm sure that he instructed. But do you know how many finally listened to Jesus? <laughs> it was 120. And the 120 went and did as Jesus said. They went and waited. Now, it wasn't like a wedding, not sitting in my luxury chair. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have my TV, I don't have my uh, legs propped up, and I don't have the television on uh, the sports channel. That wasn't the type of waiting. That wasn't what it meant. It meant wait with obedience and know that what I've promised you, Israel, I want to come in you and I want to bring the instruction. I want to come in you. I want to teach you how I can build your family. I want to teach you how I can build your job. I want to teach you how I can build the relationships in your life. I want to teach you how to be the right kind of husband. I want to teach you how to be the right kind of wife. I want to teach you how to raise children. I want to teach you how to be the right kind of parent. And we have a choice. If we're still living life by the way that we think it should be, then we've missed opportunity that God offers us. What He has offered to us that I will send my comforter, my counselor, my guide, Jesus said. And He will come in you and He will never leave you. And Jesus, He will guide you in the reality and the power and the truth forever. Wow. So 120 were willing to pay the price to move from the realm of the natural into the realm of the supernatural <laughs> and the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 1 God con- commissions them to wait Acts chapter 1 gives them the promise they said power will come upon you <laughs> Jesus said I know you don't know how he said I know you don't know how to walk on water you don't know how to heal you don't know how to help you don't know how to think You don't know how to be. But Jesus promised in Acts chapter 1 that there will be a power that will come in your life. (laughs) Oh, somebody give a a sign of praise. A power that's come in our life. And then in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost, They were in the upper room. They were obeying Jesus. See, we get saved and we just want to go out and live it. And what we do many times, we get saved. We want to go out and live it the way we've been living. 
We still want to treat things the way that we think they should happen. And really, in the truth of the matter, our mind is still in control of our life. And some Christians don't understand why they get bored, and they don't understand why they lose their enthusiasm, and they don't understand why they get discouraged. Because many times it's this problem right here. Jesus meant the, meant the salvation to introduce me to the kingdom. But He meant the power of the Holy Spirit to train me how to be used in His kingdom. <laughs> And so what we find ourselves, we find ourselves as believers. Sure, reading the promises of God, and we read about the supernatural, and we read about the power of God, and we read about the mighty power that God wants to bring to His people, and then we live very disappointed lives. But that's not the intention of God. You know, the other day, I had some things with instruction manuals. I, I, I told you before, I'm so bad at that. I finally just take it and usually get somebody else. I say, will you read these instructions for me? I can, I can do it if you can just read and tell me what to do. So many of us, even though we've been directed by the God, how to live an exciting life, because we fail to follow it and fail to follow through and fail to wait and, and let it be important to us. Jesus said, this is important. You receive power. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And it's so important, Jesus says. It's important enough to you to stop your life. That's what he said. To stop your life. To get into a place of obedience and wait till I'm able to bring that power into your life. Because we be honest, it's certainly we that have waited for the power of the Holy Spirit for know that it's not a length of time in God's unwillingness to give it to us. But the truth of the matter is, God's usually asking for more surrender of me. Because usually I'm so full of me, there's still no room for Him. And so I have to be willing to empty out me so I can get more of Him. <laughs> and the Bible says, on that day, the power from heaven the Bible said it came not only with spiritual form, it came with physical form. It came as tongues of fire that began to set upon people's lives. You that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can attest to this. That you can remember the time the Holy Spirit came upon your life. And you can attest to the fact of the fire of God. I tell you, that fire started in me right at 50 years ago. And I am amazed. There's been times that I've been unfaithful to keep that fire kindled. God is faithful to us. God is faithful. And the Bible says that they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, you can argue your need for other tongues in your life. You can give me the 55 reasons why you don't want it and you don't need it. But the truth of the matter is, every one of us need it. Because the scripture also says that we could are to build, in the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20 says, we build up, remember what we're talking about, building up our life? We build up ourselves, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to take just a moment. I want to pray especially for you that feel emptiness, feel tired. You feel like you've run out. 
I want to take a moment. I want to pray that the Lord would rekindle many of your lives in the Holy Spirit. And that you that never really received, maybe you didn't know you were supposed to. Maybe you didn't know that was the next step that you were supposed to take. Maybe you didn't know that's what God was asking out of you. But this morning, we're going to give God that chance. All right? Lord, I thank you, Lord, for each member of this precious spiritual family that's gathered here today. And Lord, I've already heard we've got guests here, Lord. And and some are brand new guests, never been here before. Lord, we're so thankful for that. We're so excited about being with family, spiritual family. We're so thankful. But Lord, we need you to do what you do best. Connect us with your power. Lord, I pray for those that's never received the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that this morning, that the journey will begin. And that they will not give up, Lord, until they are dude power from on high. Till our mighty God comes from heaven. The same God that came and saved us. That that same God will come and fill with your power. So, Lord, I pray for that one that's never received. Lord, I pray especially for that one that's never been able to pray in the Spirit and found the peace and the joy and the contentment of that river that's flowing through them as they just gently yield themselves to you and allow the Holy Spirit to pray through them. And then, Lord, I pray for those that possibly have let that fire go out. Shame on them, Lord. I understand that. I've had to say that about myself before. But God asked you to rekindle the flame. Would you just whisper in your car? Would you just say, Lord, rekindle the flame? Would you just ask, Lord, come. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill me, God. Fill me full of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill me full of your power. In Jesus' name, we pray. And if you believe heaven's going to answer, let's hear those horns blast, a long blast. We believe that. I love you. 